Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event. Are you ready? Let's get ready to ramp up your sales. And now the man you've been waiting for. He is the real thriller in Manila. The undisputed, undefeated, reigning, defending, pound for pound, heavyweight, John, the sales machine, Rankins! Ladies and gentlemen, I have a special treat for you today. I got a guy here today that's not only a multi- award-winning, best-selling author three times. He wrote the book, The Secrets of Fail, reverse-engineered what people can do to actually become successful long-term sustainably. And more than that, he's actually had CEOs, business owners that collectively have done more than $10 billion in sales. And he just put out a new book, Secrets of Influence. This guy is an influencer. He has taken the podcast world by storm, 800 episodes. Ladies and gentlemen, today on the show, Matt Brown. Yeah, baby. What an intro. <laughs> you should host my show. <laughs> I should host your show. I love the Matt Brown show. And if you guys haven't ever listened to the podcast of Matt Brown, I got to tell you, man, it is unbelievable. We talk here at the sales machine about the strategy as well as tactics and implementing both matt interviews some of the most successful billionaires in the world that connect the dots put the pieces of the puzzles together so that you can actually implement them right now in your business now the secrets of influence i know you ultimately had the secrets of fail and now you've turned it on its head again tell me about the book and why did you write it uh, well, influence has always been the greatest conduit to any kind of success, whether you're trying to sell something, whether you're trying to grow something, build something of value and ultimately leave the world in a better place. Influence is ultimately the currency that one trades in. The reason why I wrote the book is because I speak to CEOs every single day and entrepreneurs and founders and so on and so forth on my show and I have done for the last 10 years, 800 episodes and so on. And what I learned quite recently, interestingly enough, it took me a long time to, to land on that influence is what really makes someone successful, um, is that most business leaders don't have any influence at all. And if they do, they don't know how to cultivate influence. They don't know how to drive influence. They don't know how to wield influence. And so that for me is my mission. I want to empower business leaders around the world to really make a positive difference to the markets that they serve. It's an idea that's bigger than sales. It's bigger than marketing. It's bigger than the Matt Brown show. But ultimately, I believe that the true influences are the ones that change the world for the better. If you think about sports, South Africa just won the Rugby World Cup. If you think Come about, on. Uh, you know, Nelson Mandela, I'm from South Africa, obviously, like that is true influence. And then you can, if you think about what other people represent influence as being, and you think about the people that have really changed the world, they've been true influences. And oftentimes, people don't really understand what influence actually is. Um, and so if, if I ask 10 CEOs, what is influence, I'll get 10 different answers. And so there, there's nothing necessarily wrong with that, but it's bigger than metrics. People always go to influence and marketing, right? Well, you know, you're an influencer, you must have a million followers. No, 
that is in oftentimes the worst type of influence to have. And I can double click on, on some of that uh, for you. But ultimately, influences changed my life. And I, and I was creating influence through the Matt Brown show. And every podcast interview that I did, I became a better influencer myself. And so whereas I was initially just the curious, interesting host that was curious around, well, how did you build a billion-dollar business? How did you amass a billion-dollar fortune? Over the last 10 years, 800 episodes later, I started to become the influencer. And what is now, and the reason why I wrote the book is because it's a distillation of all the conversations that I've had with some of the world's greatest influencers. And ultimately, what I'm hoping for is to leave the world in a better place by educating the world around what influence truly means and why it's the currency of future business leadership. Hey, I love it. And um, thank you for influencing me because, you know, before I even had this podcast, you gave me advice on having a podcast and you really did help me seamlessly put things together because it's not easy. So I got nothing but respect for you. You know, I'm on episode eight and you're on episode 800. So it's been really enlightening for me, even just the, the little gold nuggets that you gave me. And my team is totally grateful because it's made our lives a lot easier. Now I do want to double click and go back to what you were saying. It's not just about how many followers, even if there's someone with a million followers, you want to go deeper on that? Yeah, for sure. For sure. So if I set out, if my intention was to set out 10 years ago to build the world's biggest business podcast, I would have quit within two weeks, right? <laughs> um, and, and over time, I started to learn that, well, what am I actually doing on the Matt Brown show? Well, one of the things that I'm doing is I'm building a massive network of some of the most influential people on earth. What else am I doing? Well, I'm educating. I'm, leaving, I'm leading the conversation around particular topics, whether that's the role of failure in business, which is my other book, and how important it is. It's a prerequisite to success. And what I was doing through that book was I was painting a counter-narrative that needs to be painted in the world today. Because if you look on LinkedIn as an example and you scroll down the timeline, all you see are mergers and acquisitions, awards being won, jobs being received, or you know, da 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 da, -da and people just living their best lives. But behind all that success is an immense amount of failure. I believe that it takes 15 years to become an overnight success. Yet at school, when you fail at your grades, you're being taught that failure is bad. And so in the business world, everything changes. Of course, as you know, John, being an entrepreneur yourself, even as a salesperson, right? You have to fail repeatedly. You have to get many, many no's before you get to that yes. And so what I was doing as an influencer through my show, when I do these series like Secrets of Fail, is I create books and I create an arsenal of content that's designed to move the market, to leave an impact in the world of business that I believe is necessary. And so that is an example of what true influence means. As an example, I don't have 10 million followers on Instagram. I don't need 10 million followers. All my equity as an influence sits within my media platform, which is the Matt Brown Show. And every series that I do, every conversation that I have with another business leader enables me to influence the market in a way that I believe is positive. And that's what true influence means. True influence is not about elevating oneself. True influence is about lifting others up. And people misconstrue the amount of followers with leaving, uh, being able to lift others up. 
when in many cases it just isn't. You know, if you have a million followers, you can be a complete, you know, dickhead <laughs> and miss the whole opportunity. <laughs> I know altogether. some of those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I love that. First of all, I take out of that first and foremost, and just like your first book, I have my own motto, and that's fail forward, you know, because we're all going to fall down sometimes. And uh, I've failed a lot more than I've actually succeeded, you know, and I guarantee you there's a lot of listeners out there. And that's why we built the sales machine is to give people the strategies, tools, and tactics that they can implement right now to scale their business that are relevant right now. Mm. And early on in my career, I had one goal. I had one goal and that was, you know, buy my mom a house. That was it, you know, and, uh, Truth be told, I did not love what I did, right? I mean, I was knocking on doors, right? Even in Denver, Colorado with the rock because it was too damn cold. And if I, if I told you I loved what I was doing, I would be lying, you know? And you hear Steve Jobs talk about, you got to love what you do and then, then you'll do great work. Mm. Well, my philosophy at the time was I don't love this, but I love why I'm doing it. So that's why I was able to do it. And I'm grateful I did do it. But later on in my life, as I started building teams and building uh, sales leaders myself all around the world, I really understood that the greatest leaders in the world are the ones that bring people up, but that can also lead from behind. Mm. Where they don't need to be in the spotlight. And uh, the greatest joy I've ever had is promoting new leaders and new sales managers, vice presidents, and watching them take the reins, right? And just take over, take charge uh, and run things. And, you know, I used to sit, we give out all these checks, right? And people would come on stage and we would promote them and we gave away Piaget watches, cars. You know, I'd just go to the back of the stage and I'd watch the guys and it just gave me so much joy to see the next generation of people. And I had just a little something to do with it, you know? And mm -hmm. uh, so I can totally resonate with what you're saying right now. That's influence, you know, but you wouldn't call it influence. You would call it leadership, but it's influence. And so as an example, I had Leif Babin on my show not too long ago, and he's a Navy SEAL, uh, retired, and uh, been deployed multiple times, Iraq, Afghanistan. And uh, he wrote the, the New York Times bestselling book with, uh, Jocko Willink called Extreme Ownership. And I said yeah, to him, I have what, the book. you have the book? Yeah, it's a great book. Everybody should read it. And I said to him, why, what is leadership actually? How do you know? What is, if you were to put your, hang your hats on something around what leadership is, he said, it's, it's about providing a service to others. And it's not about you, right? It's what you said, John, like you, you were saying, like, it's just, I'm proud. I'm grateful to have played a small role. I don't think it's small necessarily, but I would say that Leadership is about service, and that's what influence is. If you are a leader that's a dictator, right, you're never going to bring out the best in people. And so if you recognize for a moment that true influence is about service to whoever you care about, whether that's a salesperson, to you, whether it's your son or your wife or your, you know, your daughter, whatever the case might be. And it reminds me, uh, John, this, uh, this topic about why I started the Matt Brown Show. And it was always about making a difference. It was about connecting the world of entrepreneurship together one conversation at a time. 
And I always believed that the power of what you can change the world with one conversation, this conversation, someone listening to us somewhere out there in the world, if they can hear this conversation and decide to start a business, to start a journey of influence, to become a better salesperson, to make a difference. This is why podcasting specifically is a very powerful media play. And I write about this in my book, uh, Secrets of Influence, because you're able to really change the world one conversation at a time. But people don't, they think about, well, how many downloads did I get on episode eight of the John Rankin show or the sales machine show or whatever? And they get all caught up and focused on the wrong thing. They get caught up about the amount of people that consumed the content when really it's about the one view. It's about the one download, the one person that listened to what you had to say and decided to do something with that information. That's the power of influence. Yeah, and I'm a huge believer in one idea, one person, one relationship, one opportunity is all you need to really change your life um, or even your business. Just one little distinction, you know. I totally resonate with the Nelson Mandela thing, and you were talking about dictatorship. There's really two types of leadership. There's three types of leadership, and I've learned it the hard way because uh, tyranny and evil was real when I first joined the direct sales business. I mean, people were brutal. Literally, the mentors I had were brutal. Ream and scream, and they'd let you know, you know, in not such a nice way that you were not very valuable, <laughs> right? And I'll, I'll keep this PG today, but yeah, they would ream and steam and rip your head off and shit down your neck. You know, if you didn't step up, you're out of the business. And I was, you know, I was blown away by that, but I was also driven because I'm, I am I was from the military too. And I'm like, you know, if others can do this, so can I. And I started studying leadership throughout my journey. And I realized, you know, there's two types of leadership, really autocratic, right? Force, you're always enforced trying to make people do things instead of influencing them and enrolling them, which is Socratic leadership. And that came from Socrates, right? But at the same time, if you think you can lead without holding people accountable and or you want to enroll the new generation to step up to lead without them having experience, you're going to experience some serious pain. And so are they, because what happens is people drop the ball. So I believe more in like meritocracy and merit leadership than even Socratic as well as autocratic. But the fact is for me, leadership is influence and persuasion from service, right? And you come from service, you're never nervous. And I've had this conversation with a lot of CEOs and business leaders as well. And everybody thinks that, you know, in any organization in business that there's a pyramid, right? And the leader's on top, right? The leader's on top, everybody down here, you know, working their way up. But the truth is, in actuality, it's like inverted. Because what people don't understand, like I got a 50 grand nut. My payroll's $50,000 and I bootstrapped it. So I'm at the bottom and I have to support this inverted pyramid because I got to take care of these people's lives and their opportunity, right? So a lot of people have misconstrued that the fact is 
leaders are the ones who are taking the most risk. When we're running our own company, we don't have a paycheck. We eat what we hunt, right? We got to gather the warriors to hunt every day. Like you talked about in Africa, every day a a lion wakes up and he's got one goal in mind. He's got to eat. The rest of the the rest of the animals, they've got one goal in life that day to get away from the lion. You know what I mean? I so um, I totally resonate with you. And business owners don't have to be alone out there, especially with the nuggets that you're giving in the secrets of influence. And you influence me to focus my podcast on creating a sales machine for other people's businesses. And so... What have you done to monetize your podcast or allowed it to take your business to the next level? So I hate advertising and I've never believed in the traditional uh, commercial you know, metrics. So for instance, you'll take on a sponsor and then you get paid on a cost per 1000 downloads basis or whatever the case is. I never subscribed to that idea. I think it sucks. Um, and it never represented who I was as a host, as an entrepreneur. And so the way that I have monetized my show was had nothing to do with advertising, which is what the status quo is when it comes to podcasts. So I believe like if the world is all running around AI or going crazy about AI, or they're going crazy about Bitcoin, do the exact opposite. Because if, every, if you're doing the same thing that everybody else is doing, it's time to pause and reflect. So what I did, I was talk about uh, Bitcoin in, uh, for a moment. So it was 2019, the Bitcoin price was running for the first time. And I didn't want to sell ads to, uh, you know, cryptocurrency brands, right? Whoever that might be. But what I did do was I did events. And I sold out a dozen events, all covering Bitcoin and cryptocurrency trading across the whole country. I was the most famous I'd ever been. And I had the choice to stay within that Bitcoin space. Like I could have been like, you know, I could have doubled down on that at a YouTube channel about cryptocurrencies or whatever. But again, I chose not to. So here's the interesting thing. I said yes to events because I wanted to help people to understand the risks of investing in Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies because I knew CEOs and executives who were selling their kids' university education funds to invest their money in Bitcoin. And for me, I felt personally, that education was a very important thing because people were going crazy. They were losing their minds. They were like, it's the digital gold rush. How much can I buy and how fast can I buy it? And when, that, when, you, when the world is going in that direction, bad things always happen. And so then once we had covered the Bitcoin price and everything kind of calmed down a bit, and this was running over a period of about 18 months, I had media deals with CNBC. My shows were being broadcast to 52 countries uh, from a single event. And then I'd said no. And I wrote about this in my book, Secrets of Influence, because influence is a powerful positive thing, but it's also a powerful negative thing. Meaning if you don't recognize that influence is a double-sided coin, if you understand how to create positive influence, that's really the focus of the book. But the negative sides are really, really important too. And so I had all the opportunity in the world to really own the cryptocurrency uh, narrative And I said, no, because I believe that you define yourself not by what you say yes to, but by what you say no to. And so events was one way that I commercialized. Events was one way that I commercialized my show. The second way was around story. I call it story selling, where I provided my platform on an access basis 
to talent. And I would interview, you know, a CEO or maybe some of his leadership team to create content that was high value for them because no one cares about a branded photo or an ad, right? They care about the story. And I really helped people through my experience through interviewing uh, business leaders to help them understand how to get their story out there. And then books. I've written three uh, best-selling books. Books are an amazing uh, status symbol, but they're also a powerful vehicle for influence. That's another way. And then also through network. So my relationships that I have in my network, and I do believe that an influential network can really help you to scale your net worth. It can open up doors that are closed to pretty much 99% of everybody else. But if you know the right person, like a billionaire, or you might know Jordan Zimmerman, or you might know whoever it might be, they can open doors to you. They can create strategic partnerships that no one else would have. But if I didn't have the Matt Brown show, none of that would be possible. Yeah. And you know, I, I've dealt with a lot of different marketers, right? Because I myself do not claim to be a great marketer. And so I've paid a lot of marketers, but you know, I also have that book, all marketers are liars. And uh, that kind of resonates too, because there's a lot of false prophets out there, right? That will sell you likes or their influence, but in actuality, they don't really create the results that they promise. And, you know, I was having dinner with Gary V and there was, there was about six of us at dinner, some really famous people. Peng Jun was there. I was there. I'm not famous, but there's a couple other guys there and they're studs. I mean, they're real studs, super successful. And they actually, they help people get elected. Let's just put it that way. And Gary V said, I love what you're doing. You're super successful, but here's the challenge. You really are using social and that's fine, but you're using a platform that you don't own. And at any given point in time, if they decide to shut you down, you're going to be shut down. So he's like, that's why I don't like that model. I love what you're doing. I just don't like how you're doing it only with social, because at the end of the day, you don't own the audience. And that's speaking to what you're saying, because nobody owns your audience, but you, right? And you're the influencer of your own tribe. And currently, how many subscribers, how many followers do you have? I don't even know. <laughs> so <laughs> I actually don't even know. It's a genuine thing. I, I care less about, uh, obviously, there's digital channels like LinkedIn. I have uh, probably like 15,000 odd, but I actually don't know on the podcast because that we didn't even start video until <laughs> until like seven years in or something. So most of the audience is sitting on an RSS feed that I can't measure. So iTunes has 60% of the podcasting markets and then Spotify and then the other aggregators. But iTunes doesn't actually show you how many subscribers you have, which is a bit ridiculous. Yeah. I know you don't, you didn't get into this for money and the monetizable model, but I definitely know that it's open doors for you. Right. And, um, especially with the influence, what would be the advice? What would be three things that you think using this media platform, because you know, at the sales machine, we always talk about, I want to provide value, right? For people to build their own sales machine, not to rely on the sales machine, build your own sales machine, right? And that's the purpose of the podcast. So what are three things that you think are happening right now in business? 
and the world and media because we go with the smart framework. So we talk about sales, we'll talk about marketing, we talk about accountability, retention and training. But today, this is really about marketing and how you can take your personal brand and your professional brand and scale a business. And both, I think are, well, I know now are more important than ever before because, you know, when I was growing up, there was never a celebrity CEO, but today there are celebrity CEOs all over the world. I mean, Elon Musk, you know, is a celebrity. That's just a fact. Beyond his genius, he's a celebrity, right? So what would you say are the top three things people can implement right now that are real relevant in marketing? Mm -hmm. Yeah, great question. So the first thing is have your own media platform. So I talk about this in my book, but a media platform is not a podcast. It's not a YouTube channel and it's not your LinkedIn page, right? A media platform is an idea that you own, that you will own in perpetuity forever. Because every time, every minute, hour, week, month, year that you invest in your own media platform, right? The idea that you want to be famous for is going to pay you back 10 times over the longer that you do it. The problem is most people quit. What's happening in the media space, John, to your point, is that the role of media has changed. The internet had sex, you know, in the early 2000s and social media happened. And then everybody was like, well, how, you know, how can we create, uh, obviously it's a capitalistic system, right? So you have to pay to reach someone. And so if you think about Facebook, if I go to, like I actually was, I was off social media for a year, most, quite recently actually. And the reason for that is because the underlying economics suck. So for instance, you have to, pay to create an audience of 10,000 people, right? And then if I have 10,000 people, same thing with LinkedIn, I mentioned a 15,000 followers, I've been putting out 300, well, my team has been putting out over 300 different assets. Do you know what my organic reach is? It's literally zero. So they are forcing you to spend money to reach the audience you've just spent time and money creating. So on what planet does that make commercial sense? It doesn't. And so if you think about the Matt Brown show on Facebook planet, <laughs> yeah, it makes sense for them. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense for the average entrepreneur and CEO, right? So have your own idea that you own. And so you, you evangelize that idea through content and you distribute it, but you don't pay to play. The other thing to say is that through your media platform, you'll be able to really create a very high value network in almost no time at all. I'll give you an example. When I arrived in the US, I lost my network, right? I didn't really know anyone apart from a few New York Times bestselling authors and, and Olympians and so forth, not really of high value connections to me, right? So I sent an email to a thousand startups in California who had raised a million dollars in the preceding 12 months. And I sent them all their personalized email going, hi, my name is Matt Brown. I'm the host of the Matt Brown show. Briefly, you know, it's a popular business podcast. I've had New York Times bestselling authors on the show, Steve Blank, Alexander Osterwalder, all famous guys from the startup ecosystem in the US. And I'd love to offer you some free PR exposure. I'd love to interview you for like 20 to 30 minutes. Click here to book your interview. And it was a calendar link. And uh, I hit send and I went to bed. The next morning I woke up I had 190 booked interviews with over with like, you must understand the impact of this, right? These are some of the most visionary, successful startup founders in America, if not the world. And with the send Powerful. of one email, 
and I write about this in the book, I actually give the email and so on, 190 network connections were made. And so that's the power of a media platform. The second thing that I would suggest people do is start thinking about influence systems. So what's an influence system? Well, the insights is if you want to go from a million dollars a year in revenue and you want to get to 2 million or 5 million or 10 million in revenue, you don't just get there. Why not? Because you always gravitate down to the strength of your systems. So you have to think about, well, what is a complementary component of a media platform in the context of an influence system? Well, a best-selling book is a bloody good idea if you want to differentiate yourself in a very competitive market. So the third thing, uh, John, I would encourage is the power of community and recognizing that within community, if you can build a community around your personal brand and combine that with an influence system that just continuously creates value, you're able to start really changing the world for the better. As I mentioned, Secrets of Fail is another one, right? So enabling people to really understand that failure is essential. There was just my own personal fun way. I was like, you know what? All these people are so successful on LinkedIn. Let's talk about the truth. Let's talk about the ugly failures, the lost businesses, the tens of millions of people or the millions of dollars that were lost and failed businesses, all the jobs that were lost, you know, and, 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 and. That's the true conversation around failure in the world of entrepreneurship. And then with Secrets of Influence, you know, it's another book, but it's also a training academy. So again, it's all about recognizing why are you here? What is the influence that you're trying to create within the world? And in your case with the sales machine, John, what you're trying to do is enable people to create, you know, obviously more sales and revenue, but ultimately to create the kind of aspirations or meet the aspirations and dreams that, that people are trying to achieve. And so it's all about coming back to you, right? So whatever you decide to do, whether it's a media platform, become a best-selling author, build a community around what you're doing. And you're doing this right now, John. I think people don't see it as that, but that's what you're doing. And so when you continually invest within that strategy, you can really create commercial value. You can build an amazing network. And ultimately, you can leave the world in a better place. And that's what I'm passionate about. It's influence. That's amazing. And, you know, there's a lot of people out there. There's a lot of entrepreneurs. And that's just an entrepreneur that's on their own, right? A one entrepreneur. I think I'm coining that. Not a entrepreneur, <laughs> but a one entrepreneur and or companies that have like 10 people, 20 people. But then there's also a lot of companies out there that have 200 people, 300 people, probably hitting 10 million, going to that mark. And the business owners, and now they're not so much just a business and a business owner. There is a business owner behind it, but it's more of an organization. So what would be your advice to someone at that level? Would it be the same advice or would you do something differently as far as building out the community and building out their brand? Because a lot of people don't want to be a best-selling author. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So what would be your advice to someone who's got two to 300 people at the 10 million mark, 10 to, 10 to 50 million, and wants to take their brand or their company to the next level? So the advice wouldn't necessarily be too different, but the execution of the strategy would change. There's a lot of nuances. In other words, if you're a entrepreneur, in other words, you're a solopreneur and you only have, you know, one client, 
what are you going to invest your time in versus someone that has two or 300 clients doing 10 to $15 million. They're fundamentally different stages of company. And so the approach to driving influence would change for each of those stages of business. For instance, the solopreneur, absolutely. I was a solopreneur. I founded 14 startups over the last 25 years. And I founded the Matt Brown show because I only wanted like three interviews. <laughs> I didn't even want eight. Um, and now 10 years later, 800 episodes later, why? Why did I stick around? Because every time I, as a solopreneur, I got better at connecting with people. I started to build better relationships. And ultimately what I was able to do was to create trust. And trust in the context of a personal brand is immeasurably important. It's also why I said no to staying in the cryptocurrency space because I knew that my reputation was at risk. In other words, someone was like, well, you said this or someone on your show said I must put so much money into this cryptocurrency asset. I hate you, right? So I didn't want to be there. But trust is so important. And then equally in the other stage company where you've got two, 300 clients, you're doing 10 to 15 million. If you're a solopreneur, you have one media platform. And in my book, I write about something called the C-suite influence system. In other words, you have 10 to $15 million in revenue. You have organizational structures. You're not a solopreneur. You have many clients. You have a culture. You have multiple solutions. You're looking to scale. So how do you scale in the context of influence? Well, again, it's a media platform at the top with your CEO, his vision for the future. What's the mission for this business? What are we trying to do? What impacts are we trying to make in, in a particular community? And then what you introduce are series on that media platform. So each series can address a particular thing, sales or marketing or culture or learning and development or sustainability. Sustainability today is a very big conversation uh, point right as a as an established business what are you doing as an established business not only to make money but to do it in a sustainable way this is the world that we're now moving into right hence why elon musk is a celebrity because he's changed that whole narrative to not something that you do in in you know 20 years time but it's something that you start doing now and so what you do is you introduce different series to address specific verticals within your business to create conversation, to educate markets, to drive conversion, to open up networks, and ultimately to influence micro communities at scale. So the execution is what changes, but fundamentally the philosophy is all the same. Got it. I love what you said about, you know, my, one of my mentors is, uh, and I did the first episode, he talks about the power of your systems. His name's Chet Holmes you're only as good as your systems because without structure systems and the right strategies, companies fail. And um, the way he measured that in all the fortune 500 companies, like he would go into, he would ask them a simple question. Can you hire 50 people tomorrow onboard them and get them rocking and rolling? He didn't say rock and roll. And I kind of made that up, but he said, can you legitimately bring on board 50 people with, structure with systems and sustain it and if you can't then you're never going to be able to scale and have another 50 people whether it's 50 salespeople, 50 marketers you know 50 people on a factory floor if you don't have the right systems then you'll never ever get to where you want to be if you want to scale your business and he said that a lot of people said well i think i could pull it off and he said great 
you could pull it off. But if you really want to be a Fortune 500 company, can you do it today and tomorrow and the next day and, you know, bring on board 150? And that's the power of structure systems and strategy. So for me, I define it. The structure really is the vision and the mission, the core values and your value proposition to the marketplace. First and foremost, that's the structure of the business, right? And then the systems is what allow us to scale. And strategy has to be constantly changed all the time, especially when there's black swan events like COVID and knock people on their ass, put people in comas as far as not knowing what to do. People were just frozen, right? And it's sad because you talk about how in your secrets to fail, you talk about all of the different kinds of failure and why companies fail. But on a personal level, there's a lot of failed relationships. There's a lot of failed marriages. There's a lot of, um, you know, human suffering is quite frankly, I don't believe in people being snowflakes. But at the same time, if they've been raised differently and been pampered, well, then they're going to be snowflakes, aren't they? Yes. And the world needs more snowflakes, don't we? <laughs> no. Fuck no. You live in Denver. You have enough. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, I believe it. So the recap, folks, is you got to build an action plan of how you can, whether you're a solopreneur, as Matt Brown says, or if you have a company 10 million you still got to have that media platform and potentially it doesn't have to be just you you can delegate it to some personality or the community within your leadership of your company so that's first and foremost but you got to have an action plan to do it so i always say if you want to have great people people are only going to come to you and want to work for you based on what you do before you run an ad, before you start recruiting, because you don't get a second chance to make a first impression. That used to be the case, right? You ever see that commercial, Matt? Yeah. You never get a second chance to make a first impression. Mm -hmm. Those days are over because now people make an impression when they go on social media, they check out your organization, they check out your business, they check you out as an individual. And a lot of it's skewed, right? For me, when I want to recruit great people, I understand that when they go to my website, they go to check us out on the internet, they want to see who are we about, what's in it for them, right? So do we reward and recognize our people? Are we awarding them? What are our core values? What is their vision and our mission? So that really is taking charge of what Matt is saying with the structure. First and foremost, that is your media platform. That's part of it. Would you agree with that, Matt? Absolutely. Right? So like on our website, it's our core values are I love it. Integrity, leadership, opportunity, value, excellence, innovation, and teamwork. I love it. Those are our core values. Our vision is to have 10,000 people sell in 10 world-class brands in 10 countries around the world. Our mission is to actually empower ordinary people to become extraordinary with opportunity. Hmm. That's taking charge of the narrative of media. Even if you're not that influencer right now, or if you don't have a podcast right now, is that making sense, folks? Because that's the narrative 
that Matt Brown is bringing to the table. And I'm grateful, Matt. I'll probably be jumping in there in your academy, The Secrets of Influence. And I've been doing this for 30 years, but I'm always willing to sharpen my sword. Mm. Always. Number two is systems. You've got to systemize it to be sustainable and scalable because a lot of people or a lot of organizations, you know, they think training is something they did, not something you do. So you've got to constantly be upgrading your systems because as times change with the AI environment and what's happening right now, you can utilize this for you to grow, but it's got to, in order to be sustainable and scalable, it's got to be systemized. Otherwise things are going to blow apart. Things are going to, when you start to scale, you multiply the, the risk of things breaking. Right. And then finally, what was your final one? I was just going to add that, this whole world of business, if you think about trust and what drives trust, it's credibility signals. So having your own media platform, your own show, right? Having very clearly articulated missions, you know, having a, a book, a best-selling book, having a YouTube channel, you know, having a podcast, uh, having a, a subscriber base. These are all ways to create credibility signals, which ultimately drives your reputation, which drives your trust. And trust is what gets people to do business with you. And the more that we can create that in whichever context is always going to, you know, enable people to create lives that they're passionate about. And that's what it's really about. I mean, if you Google Matt Brown, you'll find a UFC artist come up, right? Uh, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. He's Matt a good Brown, fighter a UFC too. artist. He's a good fighter. Yeah. I was like, some of people are like, oh, you the UFC guy. I'm like, no. <laughs> But if you put in a Matt Brown show, you will see books, you will see the podcast, you'll see videos come up, you know, SEO optimized videos for YouTube. And there are a ton of credibility signals. And that's why influence matters. That's why everybody needs to be thinking about, well, what am I not doing from a media perspective? You know, what is the opportunity that I'm missing? And what do I need to get over, right? Uh, to enable that opportunity, to pull that opportunity towards me. So as an example, when I started podcasting, I hated it because I'm an introvert. So I only like actually in, hanging out with people I like <laughs> and that I've met before, um, you know, and I had to get over myself to create that opportunity. And so that's what I wanted to just end on, that influence is really the currency of the world's future business leaders. Yeah, I, I was uh, with Nicole Arbor with Brad Lee in... Uh... Las Vegas, they did a summit, Brad, Brad's a badass. Uh, and so is Nicole Arbor. And she brought the statistics to the table. And the statistics are that influencers outperform the marketplace in advertising by 2000% as far as getting people to buy products, services, because it's legit. They're trusted in the media. They're public figures. And when you can earn that trust, that influence is enormous. And I know you said earlier that, you know, uh, the system, you, you have challenges with the system, right? And the podcast system and how many followers and stuff like that. But I guarantee you, Joe Rogan ain't complaining about his Spotify deal, right? <laughs> not at and all. this is not why I'm, got, I'm getting into it either. I'm legit. I have a company and I've been coaching and working with, you know, tens of thousands of people and CEOs for 30 years. And I can tell you, you know, 
anything I can do to help make life easier for those people, it makes the whole world a better place because now more of us are living in abundance rather than scarcity. And scarcity is why people do dishonest things. So love what you're doing, Matt. Grateful for you being here. When does the Academy Secrets of Influence start? How can people be a part of that and pick your brain or go through that curriculum with you? Yeah, sure. Uh, so it's uh, secretsofinfluence.com. It's already there, so you can go there now. There is a discount code in the book. So what I would encourage people to do, just to understand the context for everything that we're doing as a team here, uh, is to get the book. You get a 50% discount off the Academy and then come into the Academy. So we have the Academy itself, which is a digital library, which is obviously going to go deeper on the subjects and the content in the book. Then we have group coaching. So you can join up because a lot of people don't like actually learning anything in isolation. They want to connect with other business leaders also trying to scale their influence. And then we have a personalized influence coaching for executives who just want you know, a personalized, customized service to help them enable that vision, that mission that they are trying to, you know, manifest in the world. Master influencer, Matt Brown, author of The Secrets of Influence. Thank you very much. Everybody out there, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. John, thanks for bring, having me on the show, brother. That was awesome. Right on, right on. Come on. That's a wrap, folks. Thanks for joining me today. And if you got value from this episode, do me a favor. Like, subscribe, and refer a friend. And if you want even more value, go to thesalesmachine.com, click on resources, and there's tons of resources there to increase profits and drive performance in your business. Ride on, ride on, come on.